Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Hey, so uh, last week we did the toddies. Yes, we did. Uh, which means I think we're done with them for the year. You know, you'd think so now, wouldn't you? Um, that sounds like we've gonna have we're gonna have more content on that this week. Yep, that's because content breeds content. Oh, that virtuous cycle is the only thing keeping us going after 151 episodes. Virtuous, or did you mean vicious, or did you mean viscous? Because it, yeah. Yeah, we got we got some ten W thirty going on in this podcast. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. <clears throat> Look, <laughs> it's a viscous I, cycle. Vroom vroom. As long as it keeps coming in, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? You know, not doing, not doing too bad. Still basking in the glow of my Editor of the Year award. Um, so, yeah. Does that mean you're going to edit this week? Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> no. I didn't think so. And I'm on the road, too. You know, when I was on the road one time last year, you volunteered to edit. Look, I edited once, got an award. The Costanza rule says you finish on top. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to have, like, four hours in airports tomorrow flying home, so whatever. And that's best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, Delta's already sent me a, a weather warning. Thanks, Delta. You can change you can you can change flights around. Yeah, I can, but I have to get to Des Moines. How many options do I really have? Fine, whatever. Can we interest you in JFK? Does it solve my problem? No. But it gets you to JFK. On Delta? Yeah. LaGuardia. Actually, if you were really lucky, it would be it would be uh it would be Boston to LaGuardia and then grab a very inexpensive cab and then get over to, to pick up the plane at JFK. Because, you know, they're city pairs and they're basically adjacent. Right. Sure. Sure. And because it's Delta, then I'll fly through Atlanta before going to Minneapolis to get back to Des Moines just that easy at least you don't at least because you're not in southwest you won't see tulsa that's that's true and as always i'm building segments which is all that really matters when we anyway oh tra- did we get to travel really early in this episode we, we did that we to. yeah that all right well, so what are you watching <laughs> oh wait sorry <laughs> and, and cheers go up from all the listeners oh my god they're almost done that's a strong edit this week oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, feedback follow-up and updates we got yeah. stuff we got oh my god stuff from the toddies came flowing in yes yes sherry so honored to have a toddy she's verklempt she sent me a gif sent us i guess a gif of Mike Myers doing Linda. What was Linda's last name? Do you remember? Anyway, Mike Myers. The one from Saturday Night Live. Not yes. the one from the horror movie. Just no. <laughs> to be clear. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Real-time cleanup. Appreciate that. Doug, Doug Wilkinson from The Educated Idiots immediately sent me Dan Hensing's home address so that I could send him his keychain. <laughs> No other feedback at all. Just the address. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for helping, Doug. <laughs> Jumped right on board, calling Dan an idiot. There you go. Well, they are the educated idiots. So yes, yes. Why wouldn't one or even both of them be idiot of the year? I don't know. If they try a little harder, maybe. Maybe. Maybe someday. There you go. Uh, let's see. It looks like... Um, 
we got an email to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Which nobody ever does, but somebody did this week. Yes. I believe the last person to email us. Yes. Subject line, congrats to the Toddy winners. Jesse Taylor writes, hello, Todd and Dwayne. You got first billing this time. Yeah, thank you. On behalf of the executive board for the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, we would like to congratulate all of the winners of the third annual Toddies. Although we did not win, we intend to use 2023 to prove we deserve the audience's support in the votes next year. I like that attitude. We didn't win this year. We're going to work a little harder. I like that. Well, here's the thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to insert, this is a great place to, to insert in the middle. The winner of sponsor of the year got three votes. Sherry, Sherry got three votes. Yes. In aggregate, Jesse also did get three votes because the Taylor Center for Technology Policy got two Thanks, Eli. And the Taylor Family Farms Foundation got one. So he did get three votes. Oh, but he lost on a technicality. Because he split his own vote. (laughs) Classic mistake. It's why you don't nominate two actresses for leading actress in a single television show. Yep. 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 You would think. Okay. So, um... Uh, maybe we send him a keychain anyway. Certainly could. Uh, how about, um, I don't know, best, best splitting, best, best splitting the vote. <laughs> I don't although, know. Although we gotta be, we gotta be careful about this. Um, I have some follow-up for later. We gotta be real careful about some of our rules though. So before we say that we're going to send him a keychain for winning, we gotta be, re- I have some follow-up. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Can we just send him a keychain? We'll just, okay, we'll talk about it later. Yes. We're, yeah. we're going to, somebody's going to need to clean this up. Okay. Anywho, uh, back to the, back to the email in the spirit of that. And to show the audience, our commitment that we are in it to win it. The board has decided to confer upon Todd, the honorary title of in quotes, visiting scholar for the <laughs> Taylor center of tech Taylor center for technology policy. <laughs> Todd met the criteria for this honor by his international prominence <laughs> in promoting the field of technology through podcasting on Talking to Todd over the holiday break while in the UK. Solid work. In fact, you broadcast from abroad twice in the last year. <laughs> Again, thank you, Eli. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Our legal eagles and lawyers, turns out you need both, have <laughs> <laughs> He took, he took the note from the network. Yes, <laughs> yes great callback. Fantastic callback. Have asked me to disclose that the honorary title does not grant any rights, benefits, privileges, or stipends. That's an important point. Stipends, <laughs> other than the use of the title itself on the Talking to Todd show, since our institutional accreditation is still pending review, it does include access to our recently upgraded high-speed wireless access points. For Wi-Fi in our co-working spaces, reserve parking, and our amazing coffee nook at the Policy Center. Congrats, best regards, Jesse Taylor, founder and chair. He apparently gave himself a title as well. Founder and chair, Taylor Center for Technology Policy. Slow clap. That that's <clears throat> a couple things. Uh, number one, I'm I'm honored. Um, so, so thank you. Um, and, uh, the, the visiting scholar title is, uh, will be well used, I think on this show. Um, also <laughs> great email. Um, oh, thank you very much. This is great feedback. Um, and number three, I do see just for my edification. Um, I, I so I get recently upgraded high-speed wireless access points for Wi-Fi in the co-working space, reserve parking, amazing coffee nook, uh, real quick, just on the Wi-Fi. Does that include access to the WAP? Just, I need to know. Or is, <laughs> or is that a different thing? Yeah, is that a different thing? I just, I at the policy center, I need, it's real clear to know which one I'm supposed to use and not supposed to use. Apparently that's become an issue at certain places. <laughs> Fantastic work as always. Thank you, Jesse. Oh my God. Oh, I love our friends. 
Oh my god! And I don't even know Jesse. <laughs> oh my god! But it, it's like I've never met Wilkinson, and yet you text with him on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, absolutely. Oh. Okay, so what else we got in here? Um, let's see. We we talked about Sherry sent a text. Jesse sent a letter. Amy is behind. She has okay. not listened to the Toddy episode. Okay. So she doesn't have any feedback. Also, why hasn't Todd responded to my Super League text? Like, sweetie, that isn't feedback. (laughs) Yeah, but you're going to talk to him. Well, the weird part is that she's behind. So if I cover that on the show, it will actually be further delayed. (laughs) So do do I cover it now? And then, hey, Todd, uh, Todd sent you a message back. Oh. I didn't see it on my phone. Oh, it's, oh yeah, you got to download the podcast and then you got to jump forward. In last week's episode, no, this week's episode. I, I don't really care what he has to say at this point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy watched a four-part miniseries on the Super League, and apparently, it makes the NFL look like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> I, the one thing that popped into my head, and then and then I, I was in the middle of something, and then this kind of I read that. It, I will say this because we've also talked about it. From I haven't watched it, and I understand there's a lot of intrigue and politics, and and so I, I this is on Apple TV Plus, on Apple TV, on Apple TV, and I probably sounds like I, I need to watch it. Having not watched it, what I will tell you is, no matter how bad that is, they are a well-oiled machine compared to how formula one is run i think has been run historically and i'm not talking about the drivers of the teams in fighting i'm literally talking about the sanctioning body and the people that own it yep i think that's and and i haven't watched i haven't watched this documentary either but based on her description to me i think that's an absolutely accurate assessment (laughs) oh sweet lord Let's see. So what else we got here? Did Lisa have any feedback? Um, she does, but that's going to lead into some follow-up. So um, I, I want to, let's cover the corrections. There's a couple of other pieces of follow-up. Then I'll get to Lisa's feedback, which is going to be even, which then I need, Lisa gave some feedback and I need to clean it up. So there's going to be more follow-up. Um, so under corrections, looks like you had an um, actually. Yes. Uh, so... I've been writing Toddy, T-O-D-D-I-E. The keychains went out. Yep. Spelled T-O-D-D-Y. Special edition. Apparently. You can only, those are for only for the winners. <laughs> I could say that I only had so many characters per line and I needed to cut one, but that would be a lie. So I won't. True story. 20 years ago at a former employer, there's just, they were terrible for Christmas. I think it was for Christmas one year. They, they said, by the way, we're going to give you all of you in addition to, you know, whatever you, whatever we did, the Christmas party for lunch or whatever, whatever you're all getting coasters as part of it. There's on your table, there's coasters for everybody. They're wooden, they're wooden coasters with the name of the name and the logo of the company on it. Merry Christmas. Well, when, that's weird. We all grabbed one, went back up to the cube farm, and somebody looked and went, Hey, I know why these are our Christmas presents. Why is that? They got the URL of the company wrong. So they clearly bought them to be given out to tra- at trade shows. <laughs> and somebody misspelled our URL. <laughs> so those became congratulations. Christmas presents because we all know what the URL is. Oh, Lord. Stay classy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. The the short version of that um actually is I I couldn't remember how we were spelling it and just didn't pay a whole lot of attention. I Although, do care. I really do care. Believe me. I trust me. I do. Please don't read into anything there. At this point though, if I think about which one is easier to fix? We've printed some stuff with the Y. You've written stuff with the IE. Maybe we just have to go with the Y now because that's been that's the way we printed it. 
except for yours, yours for editing got a handwritten note on the back of it. Everybody else has got printed. Okay. So I don't know if this is a correction or follow up. Last week we were talking about fines in the NFL and I said how Alan Lazard got fined for pointing and laughing at the people that he blocked and counting and counting. He counted. Yes. Pointing, counting and laughing. Yes. He got a, he got a fine. Uh, This week, that fine was rescinded by the league office and he got $10,000 back into his bank account. They fined him $10,000 for pointing, counting and laughing. (laughs) And then they rescinded it because they decided that that wasn't a good move. So uh, again, I don't know if that's a correction on our part or a correction by the league or if it should have been under fault. Anywho, it's out there. There it is. That's all I got. Excellent. Did you have any corrections? No, but I do have some follow-up. Number one, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, over a couple of episodes, you talked about the movie Blonde. Yes. That you thought was great and then turns out was almost totally made up. Interesting. award. This is award season. Yes. That movie has an interesting distinction. Anna de Armas was nominated for an Oscar for best actress. Okay. The movie, the rest of the movie is leading the Razzies <laughs> in nominations. <laughs> Apparently there's, there's some Anna de Armas um, fans voting on who gets the nod. The movie was terrible. She did great work with the with what she was given. I mean, great work, but the rest of the movie was terrible. <laughs> Having watched it, that's absolutely accurate. I can, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yep, that, abs- yeah. yep, that tracks. Yep, yeah. Yeah. yep, check that box. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Um, I referred to. Um, I think I believe it was last week. I was talking about uh, the show on uh, in Britain. <clears throat> where the people drop the thing and then the little, the scoop thing pushes and then the thing falls down and yeah, then coin. Next- I think I called it coin pushers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I realized um, that I talked about the show, but I actually didn't name the show. So real quick, in case anybody, after I said how great it was, um, if anybody's looking for it, the name of the show is called tipping point. Yeah. Now just, I went, since I was already on Wikipedia figuring it out, it first aired on July 2nd of 2012. (laughs) There have been 1,385 regular episodes, 75 episodes of lucky stars, which is when stars come in to compete for their own charity. There have been eight specials, and 25 episodes of Best Ever Finals, which are clip shows of the best of the finals. <laughs> and again, this took you from zero to 15 minutes to be both totally engrossed and knowing more than anybody else about how to play the game. Yes. Um, and v- visibly shaken about how wrong they were. Yeah. The guy's a moron. He doesn't know how to play this game. Um it also a couple of other fun facts. It it is it appears first run shows are on ITV, but repeats are on W, which is part of the BBC. So it's available almost everywhere. And by the way, the best ever finals. This <clears throat> this tells you about all you need to know about British TV. However, again, it's a clip show of the best ever of the finals, <clears throat> according to Wikipedia. Source of all truth and knowledge. Best Ever Finals is a half-hour spinoff that is shown at times when the regular series is neither shown nor repeated, e.g. during ITV horse racing coverage. <laughs> well, we're we're preempted for the ponies, so. <laughs> it's run since, the show has run since 2012. Yes. And it's got a thousand episodes. More than or so, thousand. more yes. than a thousand. The uh, I'll get to this in what I'm watching, but uh, there was a throwaway line in the good in the good place. Yep, about how uh, Tahani's all-time favorite British show ran for 16 years 
and aired nearly 30 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was hilarious. Total throwaway line. <laughs> Absolute. That's right. That's pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> nearly 30 in 16 years. <laughs> there it is. Uh, what else we got? Okay. So feedback from Lisa. She listened to last week's episode. Yes. <clears throat> did she vote? She did. Which is where the problem comes in. Here's her. And then, by the way, I've got follow up to this because she's got feedback and she's right, which is it. it the, we got we got to address this. Here's the feedback. Quote, dirty, dirty cheaters. <laughs> you had a vote. And you didn't give an award <laughs> for idiot of the idiot of the year. Because we were going to give it to Brett Favre, who clearly won. And then I jumped in and said, I don't want to give this guy uh, an award. But I did that. I should have done that before we asked for the votes. What I did was we asked people to vote. We counted the votes. And then I ran in the room and said, stop the count after the count was done. And said, we're going to ignore the results of the election. I am 30 seconds away from saying this... The next year's toddies have to be voted on in person and everybody has to bring a photo ID. <laughs> <laughs> so, you okay? <laughs> Did you storm the Taylor Center for Technology Policy? <laughs> Did you put your feet on Jesse's desk? <clears throat> on the advice of a lawyer and counsel, I, 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 I will not answer that question on the grounds that it may tend to incriminate me. You're going to plead the fifth? 147 times the fifth the sixth the seventh whatever it takes <laughs> 220 221 uh yeah so she's absolutely right she is so i'm and, gonna and yes. i i appreciate you taking responsibility for jumping in i mean now granted i didn't i didn't try to stop you i was i was mostly the democrats just oh whatever you want to do Sounds guess, to me. Yeah, by the way oh uh, can i have your email address because i want five dollars sorry um <laughs> i didn't exactly try to stop you yeah i was a willing i was clearly a willing participant but i was not the driver of this particular oh, no. bus no no it was me it was me okay. I, I i did the whole thing and i got called on it and it's right so okay yep number one to make this right, we had a vote. There was an election. I'm going to have to say we're going to have to retroactively, not retroactively, we're going to have to honor that. Basically, it took it it took a week of canvassing. Okay. But to certify the toddies, which is now taking a week later, I'm going I am going to say with your tacit approval, whatever, <laughs> that we do need to name Brett Favre as idiot of the year. For the 2022, whatever, toddies. So two things. One, you didn't, you mostly did this because you didn't want to send him a keychain. Oh, we're not doing that. Oh, hell no. No, well, he doesn't get anything. Yes. You're in luck because we've given out all the keychains. <laughs> I couldn't give him a keychain if we wanted to. They've all been allocated. And my plan comes full circle. Okay. And two, Lost my train of thought because the second point was good Ooh. as well. Ooh, train. <laughs> Who trains? <laughs> you know, this is why I write these things down when it's under <laughs> my mind. Must have been clear, must have been incredibly important. Yeah. So, I part of our problem was apparently we didn't discuss the format of the toddies enough prior to the shows, which is shocking to me. So, had we decided ahead of time, but this is uh, just a little bit ago in the show, we talked about how there's the Oscars and the Razzies. And yeah. some movies can be nominated for both. Idiot of the Year is more like a Razzie. The rest of them are Oscars, but this is a Razzie. So what? What I, I've got some suggestions for moving forward, but specifically for this category, we're not going to send them any good stuff. What the... What 
the winner of that should get every year is some sort of certificate that we could send it. We won't. If they want it, we will send it to them. But basically, it says something around in big letters. This award is given for being the biggest idiot of the year, beating out more than 100 other worthy idiots. This award signifies taking being an idiot to an entirely new level, a level most people thought was not possible. If they want a certificate that says that suitable for framing and hang it up, who are we? They are going to have to pay for postage. They're going to have to pay for their own frame. It's suitable yeah. for framing. We're not no, no, framing no. it. Yeah, this is they didn't have my 11 sheet of paper, even the thin stuff, and they have to pay for postage. Now, that got me started, though, thinking about the future of the toddies. Don't worry. They're not going away. We're going to keep doing these. However. Okay, so at this point, Todd devolved into a lengthy, and folks, I mean lengthy, business meeting over how we need to run the toddies for next year. I'm going to save you all of that and return us now to our regularly scheduled podcast. And here's how I think this ought to go with nominations and voting for all of these, but especially you and I, especially for the uh, each segments, you and I, at the end of the year, we will do our best three could be five whatever that becomes the voting we turn it over to the toddlers and then we listen to the results <laughs> oh that was the other piece of feedback yes. i thought i was gonna get i thought i was getting called a dirty dirty cheater for bringing 10 items and that apparently she was so upset about everything else yeah i would I have just brought, skated through i wouldn't have brought that up this time if i was you but sure <laughs> bring it up to highlight it you know what you know how I was a dirty, dirty cheater, but I didn't get called on it. Here's 10 lanterns. I'm just going to hang 10 lanterns on this. thing. Wow. The room just got so bright. Yeah. So anyway, something to think about. This is, I, I think we now have a structure. We can move forward. Um, congratulations, whatever to Brett for winning his certificate that says he's great achievement in idiocracy. And, um, we will move forward from here, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I screwed that one up. And um, anyway, thanks for voting, everybody. And we are listening and we will give out the awards. It's the end of January. We got 11 months to get this right. I mean, get it right. I mean, that's a strong, that's a high bar, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get it better. Get it done. Yeah. Sure. It's, is it, is it right? Eh. Is it done? Eh. Yeah. Get degrees. Did the year end? It did. Well, what do you do? All right. We've now taken up most of the show with uh, with follow-up. Um, what do we have here? Oh, Dwayne's technical quarter. Well, I didn't give any technicals, but I did go back last night and work in Iowa Falls. It was Hampton Dumont against Iowa Falls Alden. Girl boy doubleheader. So worked our old high school gym last night. Todd Bickney's was in the audience. Todd and Jennifer uh, saw Lance Keller, uh, saw Pat Norum, saw Kelly Emerson's dad, saw Miss Miss O. Miss O is a uh, scorebook keeper. There we go. Wow. See, had I been there, I would have been the one that would have gone over to the visitor side and go, didn't that guy go to school here? And then just walk away. <laughs> Jerk. So the visiting scorebook keeper was sitting next to Miss O and she and I are catching up. How do you know each other? Oh yeah. She was my, she was my high school English teacher when I went to school here a billion years ago. <laughs> and while you're saying that people are following, following, but Hey Dwayne, Hey Dwayne. Hey, good to see you buddy. Yes. Hey, how's it going? Do you want to do lunch? Hey Dwayne. Yep. How's, how's your folks? <laughs> They're just, they're still on river, right? Oh God. That's <laughs> I walk up, I walk up to midcourt, Todd Bickney's sitting at midcourt under his breath so that only I can hear him. Hey, keep it fair out there. Would you turn <laughs> <laughs> on, dude, I will show you the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hey, only thing I want to hear from you 
is go cadets. That's it. <laughs> nice callback. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, boys won. Boys were up by 15 and let Hampton crawl back into it and make a game out of it. Girls lost by probably 15 and shouldn't have. Um, we need to move on because I'm about ready to talk about you back in your old stomping grounds and the place at the end of the bench. And I don't want to do that. So we should just move on. <laughs> oh, I saw more court time last night than I saw my entire senior year combined. Hey, this is what this is like to get out here. Wow. This is a nice gym. It's a good floor. <laughs> you <laughs> opening whistle sounds. Where's our third ref? Why is he sitting on the bench? Sorry, force I have it. I got to take the warm ups off. Force I didn't know I could it. be. I didn't know I could be out there at the beginning of the game. <laughs> Hell, I didn't know I could be out there at all. Um, fun fact: they've now switched the sides of the gym where the players and the bench are. It's now on the what would be the south side of the gym, as opposed to the north side of the gym where we always were. See, I mean, at that point, that just shows you're fine because that that whole thing's all completely different at this yep. point. Yep. Uh, there's no there's no cutout on the uh, east end of the gym where the pep band always, you know, kind of hid back in the corner. Yeah. Right on the floor. Yeah. That's yep. all bleachers now. So, I mean, totally different gym. Completely different. Completely different. Anywho, uh, that's what I got. That's the only thing I got under tech corner. No techs given. Awesome. All right. Do we have... Oh, why do I have to ask this? It's blank, so I think not. But do we have to do ta-da to know? It's not fair to deny me All across side I check it to me You, you, you ought to know Oh. That's right. Okay, so I've, I, I really had a couple of options here that I could have gone with. Um, dirty, dirty cheater. But I'm only going <laughs> with I'm only going with one. Okay. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about. I asked you a question about how many states don't have professional teams. Yes. And we talked about that for a little bit. And I missed so, it. You, you did, Todd. Do you know? What is this? So this is kind of follow up to that. Do you know what is the largest U.S. city without a professional sports team? Again, dealing with the top four: baseball, basketball, hockey, football. Given the state of the Bears and the Cubs, I'd say Chicago, but no, that's but, not okay. But, that's... but you still have the White Sox. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. Um. This is enthralling podcasting while Todd just thinks through cities. Um, some place, some place that that we have broadcast from, or at least I've recorded from. Does that help? No, that really doesn't help, does it? Austin. It is Austin. Very good. Whoa, 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 whoa! They got UT football. I don't know if you've seen the NIL deals that have been handed out down there. But there, there are college players making more than $10 million a year in name, image, and likeness. That's about as professional. Texas football is about high school football. Junior high football in Texas is more professional than what has been going on with my team the, in the Denver Broncos for the past seven years. So I'm going to argue that. But you know what? I got it right, so I'm not going to argue. So never mind. Take that all away. Ring the bell. And that argument is why this is on the list <laughs> of the 15 most populous cities in the country. Austin ranks 11th. And while they do not have a major league professional team, they do have University of Texas. And I'm like, huh? Oh, Todd could make hay out of that. <sighs> By the way, they also have an MLS team. I don't know if that helps. No. For for these purposes. No. Okay. Um, actually. Doesn't count. Okay. Eh. I'll take it. What's next? Um, oh, hey, we're on to the Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week. Yeah, fantastic. All right. For mine, for the week, 
I am nominating. Sorry, let me validate before before I throw one of our Federal Reserve banks under the bus. I want to make sure. Yep. Okay, my notes are correct. I'm going to throw the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis as 80 to the week. Now, don't worry. You don't need to play the other theme. This isn't the other podcast. This isn't about monetary policy or anything like that. Are you sure? This is a, yes. This is about this is about drawing charts. They produced a chart that qualifies them not just for idiot of the week, but I think that they are already in the running for idiot of the year for this chart. I'm going to send this to you in a second, but I'm going to set up here what they're doing. The Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. By the way, this comes from, never mind, doesn't matter, government, geopolitical economy. I have no idea if this is, at this point, you look at a website you've never heard of and you're like, I don't know if this is a, like, this is a wonky website or like a front for who knows what. I'm just, I'm going to assume it's. Or Phil in his basement. Yes. They wanted to, the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis wanted to show how much the increase, how much China has been increasing their spend towards their military. And so they wanted to produce a chart. Again, this has nothing to do with politics, whether that's good or bad. They produced this chart, and I'm going to send this to you, Dwayne. Sending charts on a podcast. Again, the video podcast does not solve this problem. (laughs) Okay. Sweetie. So if you take a quick look at that chart, the red line is China on how much money they are spending for military. And the blue line is the United States. By taking a quick look at that chart, who is spending more on military spending, China or the United States? The red line or the blue line? The red line. China is currently spending more than we have ever spent. Yes. However, if you look at the parentheses on the uh, thing... China, Russia, the UK, India, and Saudi Arabia, their numbers are on the left axis. The United States military spending is on the right axis. So if you notice, China is spending $250 billion or so. The United States is spending around $775 billion. But not if you looked at the chart. (laughs) That chart is designed to be specifically to get the reaction that you did. If you did the chart the right way, tell me if this chart is easier to read. Oh. (laughs) If you put them all on the same axis, all all the ones are down here. And then there's a bunch of white space. All and then of, the United States, it's all the way at the top. Yeah, you know, all of the lines below added together still don't reach the lowest amount of US military expenditures, which happened, it looks like, all the way back in 1998. Yes, and actually geopolitical economy actually made their own chart, and they made a chart that shows exactly what you talked about. Actually, the Peter J. Peterson Foundation actually made the chart. Oh, look at that. $801 billion to $777 billion. Huh. Yes. So if you stack the other nine, the next nine spend uh, countries that spend on defense, they are not, they do, to your point, you figured it out. If you add them all up, they still don't equal the United States. And yet the Federal Reserve, who's in charge of our money, sent out a chart that was specifically designed to look like we were being outspent by China by a significant amount and did that on purpose. So um, please don't freeze my bank account, but Federal Reserve of St. Louis, uh, this is this this is this is prime idiot stuff. Dirty, dirty cheaters. Oh yes. This could be the dirty dirty cheater award. Oh my goodness, it could be. 
Oh, see, I said there's got to be something for the year. This could be, on the other hand, I think right now we're still leading, even though this is, I mean, yes, the problem got is, a ways this, to is go. this is a bad one. We are at two or three if, <laughs> or four. <laughs> yeah. If you stack all of the dirty, dirty cheating that we have done on top of each other. It, it way outweighs. Yes. We're going to yeah. have to use a split access model to make it look like they're ahead. It, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. What about you? What do you got? Well, I brought my standard three. Can I read them? Sure. <clears throat> Option number one, Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. Option number two, Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. Option number three, Dallas Cowboys. Yes, it is. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Did you watch the end of that game? I did. I may have a different... So, do you want option number one, option number two, or option number three? I'm feeling like I want to go with option number two. (laughs) Thanks, Eli. We got to get this in before they take it away from us. So, option number two is Dalton Schultz, who forgot that he was in the pros and only got one foot in before stepping out of bounds because Dallas got the, on their final drive, they got the ball back down seven with 45 seconds to play. They have no timeouts on the first play. Dak nearly takes a safety and looked at one point, like he forgot that the play was still going on. Although he did take a pretty big shot at the same time and managed to not fall down. On on said near safety. On said near safety, yes. And then option number two was the Dalton Schultz play where he caught it and then forgot to get his other foot down. When he had plenty of opportunity to do it, no one was anywhere near him. He just stepped out of bounds. And then option number three, whatever the hell the last play was. You know, here's a lot of people are blasting it like this. McCarthy's got to be fired for that last play. No. Like what, how, and it's like, look, look, nobody, nobody in the NFL has an 80-yard four-second play that's going to work. It doesn't matter if they would have lined up to do the hook and ladder or the Stanford, the Stanford play, or not the Stanford play, the Cal play against Stanford. Look, was it a weird play? Sure. Was anything they were going to do there going to work? No. So, you know what? Might as well leave them something to talk about. (laughs) This is entertainment. Although, to be honest, when they lined up, I went, I don't understand why you would do that. Oh, well. But what does it matter? I sent Torbert a note that Dallas has done the most Dallas thing ever. Like, once again, finding unique, dumb, and different ways to lose football games. And let's face it, that game was 99.99% lost at that point. You're right. Odds are it's not going anywhere. But sometimes you get, you know, the Nashville miracle or whatever the hell it was. It happens. Rarely. Really, really rarely, really, really, really rarely. On the other hand, if this would have been one of those times that it rarely, but it did work out of that weird, all the 300 pound dudes go to the sideline and have your running back who's now no longer eligible, hike the ball. If that would have worked, everybody would have gone. That's the greatest thing I ever saw. (laughs) What's the, what's the Gary Marshall line? No, 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 no. Hey, that's not bad. It's not bad. I believe I believe NASCAR some NASCAR has a, a motto that people have used for decades that that covers what they tried to do there and it's checkers or wreckers. <laughs> Look, this is either going to be spectacular and we win or it is going to be horrible and it's going to be a massive wreck. Either way, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? People will be talking about that play for years. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, show title? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Applies to the toddies. It applies to so many. Th- I mean, yep. 
clearly people are not entertained because they want things to go away. Anywho. Oh, that's what I got. Those are the idiots that I brought. The Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. I brought all of them. But officially, I only brought the one idiot. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, you're traveling this week? Any uh, any travel stories? No, thank God. And, I, and I'm hoping that it stays that way. Did you watch anything good? Uh, this week we watched, uh, uh, I believe on Netflix, we watched Enola Holmes two. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you like we that? watched the, we watched the original one. It was entertaining. It was, mm-hmm. you know, and watched this one. Um, there was a, a split opinion, I think in the house, I, it was fine. It was entertaining. I, I feel like I liked the first one better, but this was very similar. Um, Lisa's review was kind of dragged there for parts. <laughs> I, think, I think she would like to see a little bit of editing. Just, you know, that scene may, did we need, did we need that scene and maybe that one and maybe less dialogue. And anyway, we watched it. So, uh, uh yes, on, on Netflix, I believe. How about oh, I you? believe what you're you correct. Watched? Um, as I referenced earlier, I'm watching The Good Place starring Kristen Bell. Uh, I have watched the entire, well, I was, I was sick over the weekend. As I said, I brought a head cold back from Anaheim. It took me out over the weekend. I did almost nothing except watch the entire series of The Good Place. I am, uh, like two episodes away from being done. Uh, so I'm watching The Good Place and... I also, and boy, is this the yin and the yang of it. I watched Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. Mm, okay. How was that? It was weird. Mm, yeah, I saw Yeah, makes sense. Kind of saw that coming, right? Um, it does what it says on the tin. You know how most biopics try to, I mean, did you watch, did you watch the Elton John one? Oh, we did. There were thoughts. Uh, and the one, the Freddie Mercury one. Uh, yeah. Did Lisa see that one? Yeah. I, I, anyway. Right. Elvis. There was an Elvis biopic earlier yeah. this year. We've talked about the Maryland biopic earlier this year. Now, let me just say the Maryland blonde biopic closer to the weird Al Yankovic biopic. <laughs> than I mean, there was a lot of truth in the Elvis. Well, maybe not the Elvis one. Uh, in the Elton. Okay, maybe not the Elton one. Um, they tried to stay closer. Weird Al Yankovic did with this biopic what he does with his songs. It is a parody of a biopic. It's inspired by. Yes. Absolutely. The only thing that is probably true is that Weird Al plays the accordion. At, not nothing. At one point, at one, not to give anything away, this is on the Roku channel, by the way. Um, mm. At one point, he releases Eat It as a brand new song. And then Michael Jackson does a parody of It. And it becomes wildly popular. <laughs> kind of tells you everything you need to know about it. It's a reimagining of the Weird Al story. It, it oh, total reimagining. Um, and there are so many people in this. Um, tons and tons of cameos. Um, anyway, uh, did I enjoy it? Eh, I like Weird Al. I like Weird Al's music. Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. There you go. Spellbinding. Oh, on that note, did you learn anything new this week? Did you learn anything <laughs> good? You learn so, um, so the, the question I put in the rundown is um, who uses who still uses floppy disks? Hmm. Um, and I learned floppy disks are still in use. Um. Yeah. So um Chuck E. Cheese still uses floppy disk. So um 
There is a Chuck E. Cheese in Darien, Illinois. Have you ever been through Darien, Illinois? Probably. Okay. Um, it originally was a showbiz pizza restaurant, but it changed over to Chuck E. Cheese branding in 1991. So it's still got all the animatron, the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic stuff. Um, a, a Chuck E. Cheese employee named Stuart uh, Coonrod posted a TikTok video that he documented the process of installing a new song and dance show on the old Chuck E. Cheese animatronic system. It requires a 3.5 inch floppy disk and two DVDs. Thanks, Eli. So he he goes through, goes to the DOS computer, sticks the floppy disk in, and then has to run commands off of the floppy disk to load the new content. And then has to input, has to put the DVDs in where the rest of the material comes from. The company that made him is still issuing updates to the song and dance numbers. Now, not for long, however, because Chuck E. Cheese is phasing out the animatronics and replacing it with just a dance floor. So uh, this is the last update that the Darien, Illinois um, Chuck E. Cheese will be receiving before um, they're they're all uh, taken out. Yeah, the copyright on the program that he's using is copyright 1999. So I learned, no, 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 that's enough. I learned a couple of things. One, Chuck E. Cheese is still open. <laughs> sure. Actually, I learned I learned three, at least three things. One, Chuck E. Cheese is still open. Two, some of them still have the, the, the dancing animatronic dancing stuff. Rats. Yes. Yeah. And number three, there is a company that is still ordering 3.5 inch floppies and the Avery labels that they have to print to go on them because they're loading the new stuff on the floppies. Now, given the size of software nowadays, how many 3.5 inch floppies is it going to take? Hey, there's a semi out front. Oh, good. The delivery truck is here. It's got sausage. It's got cheese. No, 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 no. It's full of three and a half inch floppies. <laughs> disc number 5,742. Disc number four. Um, We're going to be at this a while. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> they did update this. Here's what's hilarious. According to this story, that was in Ars Technica. So... It, it features a rack mount computer system that dates from around 1998. They're still using the 3.5 inch floppies. However, prior to 1998, they didn't use DVDs. What did they use, Dwayne? Eight tracks? No, VHS. No, they nope. used video laser discs. <laughs> yes. So in 1998, they went laser discs. That's old technology. We got to get those out of there. 3.5 floppies. These are going to stick around for a while. We're all in on it. <laughs> anyway, by the way, he updated the, the disc that he updated said Chuck E. Cheese Evergreen Show 2023 on a printed Avery label. So somebody actually, it wasn't just hand scribed. Somebody actually printed a full label. So anyway, there you go. That's what I learned this week. Um, Chuck E. Cheese and 3.5 inch floppies going strong. How about you? What did you learn? I can't believe I'm actually doing this, but this is apparently turning into a Dallas Cowboys podcast. Um, well, been good here. Talk to you later. <laughs> Not doing that. Nope. Nope. Did you? So I'm sure you saw the story about how Brett Mayer missed four extra points. In a single game, six in a row. Yes. Yes. I don't know that he's actually blaming this, but did you see what one of the explanations was for why he kept missing these kicks? Because they didn't go through the big yellow pointy things that are sticking up? Well, there's, there is that. Technically, that's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> why did the patient die, doctor? Well, it was a lack of oxygen to the brain. Isn't that how everybody dies? So for most of the season, the holder on his way over to set up would pluck some white painted grass, pluck a blade of white painted grass, right? Yes. 
Yes. And put it on the field where the spot is supposed to be so that they were setting up at the right spot and the ball was going to hit exactly where Mayer wanted it to go. Yes. The officials determined that that was um, a foreign object. The official told Anger that the rules prohibit foreign objects to be used as a spot and blades of grass from elsewhere on the field placed on the field in that manner was considered a foreign object and they were prohibited from using the grass that's already on the field. All they did was reallocate it. That's that's exactly what they did. They reallocated the grass from the hash mark to the spot on the field where they wanted to kick it. And that interrupted their whole procedure to the point where they had to change what they were doing and how they were doing it. Brian Anger was the was the holder. Uh, the official rules that, nope, you cannot use the grass blade, a single grass blade as a tool. I didn't even know this was a thing. So I don't know. It, they talked about the yips. They talked about a whole lot of stuff. Um, but that was something that uh, came out of pro football talk this week. And I'm like, oh, sweet Lord. I mean, it's a blade of grass from the same field. You got to knock that crap out. Similar to what you also need to do to the opposing team's uh, medical staff. You got to knock them out too. Wait, is that right? No, that doesn't sound right. Sorry, Packer fans. Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with our resident, what are you? Visiting scholar. Thank you. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with resident scholar Todd Prince. Wherever you get your pods, just search talking in the number two. No G, no space. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. Uh, uh, You can leave us a voicemail. At 515, also CPA, even though no one does that. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Or you can check out our uh, Civic Infrastructure of the Year award-winning Naperville Trains. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, the award-winning Toddler 3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and as always, DJ to go Cedar Valley, your five-star DJ in the Cedar Valley. Send us your feedback. As always, send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Normally, I say, even though no one does that, but... Even though no one ever does, except for Jesse. Except for Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Todd? So Chuck E. Cheese Pizza was founded by by Atari founder Nolan Bushnell, who sought to expand his video game arcades beyond adult locations like pool halls to family-friendly venues. He had a... Uh, fondness for Disneyland's Country Bear Jamboree, so he decided he wanted to do something like that. Did not know that. However, this is Wikipedia's source of all truth and knowledge. This is where things get just slightly weird. When his first animatronic show was being assembled, he learned that the costume that he had bought for his main character, which he thought was a coyote, was actually a rat. (laughs) Hold on. That's not the (laughs) punchline. He had originally wanted to call the chain Coyote Pizza, but once he realized, once he was told that his main character that he'd already bought for the animatronics was a rat, he suggested changing the name to Rick Rat's Pizza. <laughs> his marketing team believed that this name would not be appealing <laughs> and proposed Chuck E. Cheese instead. The company adopted the rat as their mascot. <laughs> Thank God for the marketing team. Sometimes you want to listen to the marketers. Rick Rat's Pizza. We got everything you want. Bring down the kids. What? Wait. No. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sure we're going to have something to clean up next week so we don't get sued. We'll be back. We are here. We're talking to Todd. <laughs> Oh,
Is that is that Charles Lachaise? Only in France and Monaco. We actually, when we were refing at Ogden the other night, they played Chuck a Duck. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. By the way, I did realize uh, I need to reach out to Jesse because apparently I get to use the amazing coffee nook. I need to find out if the uh, if the Taylor Center for Technology Policy is anywhere near Tuba, Arizona, Tuba City, Arizona. <laughs> Just camp out. 